Yes, hello? Hello, Mr. Dushan. Good news. It's not cancer. You're not serious. <laughs> just my little joke, Mr. Dushan. Oh, okay. So they did more tests, right? Not just the standard ones, like uh, I spoke to the doctor about, like we agreed. I've never seen a lab report this big, Mr. Dushan. All the doctors here in the building have taken a look at it. It's like they pasted a copy onto the wall by the water fountain. Uh, isn't that a breach of my confidentiality? Yes. Um, okay, but, uh, I suppose, I suppose it doesn't matter. What, 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 uh, what does it say? Please. Well, it seems, according to all the tests, you have a lemon growing out of your neck. <laughs> Seriously, are you laughing? Is that all you've got for me? It's been weeks. Please hold, Mr. Nosham. No! What an absolute bunch of bastards. 11.38 a.m. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Thanks for all the well wishes. They were really touching. Quick update. As you uh, just heard there, uh, the lemon on my neck is continuing to grow, but I'm not in any pain. So that's good. And, uh, you know, confirmation again, not cancer, is a lemon. I've asked uh, what the options are, but uh, as you heard, I'm not expecting much. They'll probably just tell me to make lemonade. Other than this, it's actually been a really good couple of weeks. My podcast host, Podbean, very happy with them, uh, if uh, any fellow podcasters are listening, have bought me a ticket to Podfest in Florida. It's uh, in March, and it's one of the biggest uh, podcasting conferences out there. And it's it's going to be great to attend. I'm going to learn so much and meet so many people. It's going to be fabulous. I mean, tickets are usually like three to $400. I wouldn't be going unless I got a free ticket, even though it does actually look uh, a good value for its uh, $300 price. There are workshops and panels on every aspect of podcasting. And there's even a social media influencer meet and greet where I guess uh, I'll get to try and get tagged or whatever by YouTubers and Instagram titans and try and get the show up in front of uh, their hundreds of thousands, if not millions of followers. It's where the world is now, I think. I, I know I'm just... Starting to catch up. What else? Oh, yeah, I did my first ever guest spot on another podcast. I appeared on the uh, With Confetti in Our Hair podcast, the Tom Waits show. And it was really great. You can hear that on their episode uh, 10 of their current season. Link in the show notes and transcript. They also were very nice and sent me an amazing gift. They sent me this pull string G.I. Joe but they've replaced the voice box on it with Tom Waits. So you pull the string like this. He got himself a homemade special. (laughs) 
It's amazing. It's like a G.I. Waits figure. What's he building in there? Totally awesome. What's he building in there? I think they must have been inspired by the uh, Barbie Liberation Army. You know the guys from the Yes Men? Uh, in the mid-90s, they switched the voice boxes from a bunch of Barbie dolls with G.I. Joes and replaced them in stores. So you had, uh, you know, the, the army doll saying, Let's paint our toes and hit the beach! And the Barbie screaming, Attack the ragheads! Or whatever. It was, it was pretty brilliant. I mean, this, and this, is, this is incredible. Blaze is absolutely taken with it. Yes. Daddy, he said turn into a nine-year-old Hindu boy. <laughs> I know, it's crazy, isn't it? Yes. Pull it again. Attack Iran to distract from impeachment. <laughs> Daddy, he said attack Iran. I know. Yeah, I think um, I think that was what the the army soldier version of this toy would say. That's not something Tom Waits would say. Next booby face. <laughs> Abandon our Kurdish allies to slaughter in Syria. Yeah, I think they didn't quite fully clear the G.I. Joe tape. Um, but uh, what a gift. It's... Review. <laughs> Today, I'm reviewing Dear Joan and Jerrica from Hush Ho and Pepperdine Productions in the UK. This is a brilliant satire from comedians Vicky Pepperdine and Julia Davis. They play two life coaches specialising in sex advice and couple therapy um, who come together each week to answer letters written to them uh, from women around the UK. Their tone is perfect, uh, authoritative and upper class and it gets crazy and absolutely filthy with a dizzying panache at a brilliant speed. Listening to it, I figured they were improvising uh, out of these characters, uh, having sketched out general backgrounds and uh, loose storylines together. And uh, it turns out, having now researched it a bit more and watched a couple of interviews they've done, that that is indeed the case. And this is the new gold standard of improvisation. They are really running with it. They're testing each other's ability to yes and and trying to make each other crack up. And it's so well edited, you don't really hear them crack up, but you can uh, hear the odd wobble now and again as one of them trembles as they struggle to hold on to the outrageous characters they've created. It's just an amazing comedic work of art. If you like the show Fleabag, this is definitely for you. They are satirizing the role played by some women in the patriarchy, who essentially get behind uh, the demeaning sexism that objectifies women to a frightening and often overlooked way. 
And they do it by taking it to a dark comedic extreme that might very well almost have you peeing yourself. I almost did, actually. They got onto a surreal riff about kindersist people that had me doubled over and gasping for air. So these comedians have uh, a long history of great work in comedy you should check out. Uh, you can probably should start with a show they did a couple of years ago called Camping, that is being remade now for us over here by HBO. Um, I'll put up links to that show in the transcript. Someone's been very nice and posted on YouTube. Hopefully it'll be around for a bit. And their, their work in this show reminds me a lot of uh, the improvisation of Peter Cook and Dudley Moore. Um, but in the fullest extent of uh, Pete and Dud's work, yes, the clean, surreal rambles of them from their TV show, not only but also on the BBC in the 60s, but also the superb X-rated version of themselves they recorded on the infamous Derek and Clive tapes, um, the drunk late-night improv recordings they did in New York in 1973 that actually led uh, for calls for them to be prosecuted for obscenity. They did one bit where Peter Cook claims to have nursed Jane Mansfield through a case of lobsterissimus bumbiquissimus, uh, which involved him removing lobsters from her rectum. And this um, comes to mind to me because it, it could almost be seen as a template for a Joan and Jerrica bit. But in reality, these women are taking it further and better than Pete and Dud ever did. This is a testament to their talent, but also a little credit must be given to the podcasting movement itself, which is allowing people the freedom to produce hilarious and obscene material that just would not be made by a mainstream media company. And it certainly would not be allowed to be made by women. Dear Joan and Jerrica, subscribe to it now. Link in the show notes. It gets five stars, two thumbs up, a filthy laugh from Sid James. Only mate. <laughs> it smashes the glass ceiling. And I guess uh, a Thatcher, which uh, was the closest my generation in England were allowed to come to observing women performing comedy. To those waiting with bated breath for that favorite media catchphrase, the U-turn, I have only one thing to say. You turn if you want to. <laughs> the ladies not for turning. Lifesaver. How's it going? It's it's going. How's your neck? Uh, it's still growing. You're sure it doesn't hurt? No. What are they gonna do about it? 
Well, you know, it's so weird. You know, none of the procedures they recommend are covered by our medical insurance. I mean, it's benign and not cancer, but I talk to the specialists and, you know, they they just want to treat it like it is cancer. So it'd be $50,000 for chemo that is absolutely useless. Well, we'll figure it out. Thanks. What's in the box? Oh, you got another package. Oh, the Florida guy. I think I know what this is. Um, from the it's from the scene by scene podcast guy. Oh no! What is it? Um, it's a giant lemon squeezer for my head. <laughs> I wish you wouldn't pick fights with these people. I'm not picking fights. I review their podcasts. It's not my fault that some of them are weird and sound terrible. I mean, I'm not being mean. I'm trying to be as fair as possible. And you what? heard you heard on the last episode, yeah, right? Yeah, that but... I so... tried to reach out to him to make it better. Yeah, so what are you going to do with it? The lemon squeezer? Yeah. I'll, I'll put it up on Craigslist, I guess. Look, don't roll your eyes. Most of the feedback I'm getting is positive. Uh-huh. Yeah, like the lads from Confetti out of a Tom Waits show. They sent me that uh, G.I. Joe Tom Waits uh, doll. And you know how Blaze loves it. Sierra's very jealous. She wants one. It's actually mine. Well, it was sent you for all of us. let go of it. He's sleeping with it. Well, she can take turns. Can you not get another one? Maybe a girl version? A girl version? I don't even know what a girl version of a Tom Waits G.I. Joe would be. Right, because there's no female recording artist comparable to the great Tom Waits. Well, maybe, wait. Maybe it's only because women are not allowed to be weird and crazy and aggressively fail at sounding good. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. You can't think of any woman. Well, maybe Patti Smith at times, or uh, some of Yoko Ono's odd stuff. Maybe getting contemporary. It's a good question. Bjork. Bjork, yeah. Yeah, some Bjork. Bits of bits of <laughs> Joanna Newsom, maybe. Or St. Vincent, maybe. Who is that? Oh. Oh, I don't know. Spam. Probably a political donation. Anyway, I'm glad you're not getting the Tom Waits tattoo. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking there. So are you all packed for New York? Yep. It's so exciting. I wish I could be there. Oh, it's just a small industry reading. Thank you. Yeah, it's more than that. Of the new play, very exciting. Hot little slice. Do you have a good cast? I have a great cast. I have three awesome actors. I have a great director. I have a really fantastic handful of industry folks coming. It's going to be in the Empire State Building. Woohoo! I have a new draft. <gasps> I have wow. a beautiful, hot, new printed dress of Hot Little Slice. Yay! Who are your actors? Megan Hill, Rob Campbell, and Kelly McAndrew. Cool. They're fantastic. I first saw Rob Campbell in a play at Steppenwolf a couple decades ago. Wow. I have admired him for a long time, and uh, Megan Hill I met through a a common collaborator of ours. Oh, great. Margot Bordelon. And Kelly McAndrew I saw in Men on Boats at Playwrights Horizons, and she was outstanding. And I've been looking for an opportunity to work with her ever since then. Wow. And I'm going to write 
a new draft of a different new play on the train there and back. So all in all, it should be a pretty productive <laughs> trip. <laughs> pretty good few days. You're incredible. It's going to be so I good. I will not waste the time that when's, you are spending solo when's, parenting. When's it happening? Was it, what, Friday night? Your eating is Friday afternoon. Friday afternoon. Oh, so exciting. Okay, I'm going to go take a shower and get to bed. Okay. Love you. Love you. I says on his phone. Leave a message. Andy, it's the Tatooine. Hey, good news, man. I'll be stateside in a couple of parsecs and I might be able to fit you in. Oh, no, wait. Parsecs is a measurement of distance. It doesn't really work. It's no wonder my calendar is so fucked. Anyway, I'm coming by you in March. Next month, I know, I know. It feels like you won the lottery, you lucky guy. Just give me your credit card details and we can make this dream real. I've got new ideas just for you. Full back, Tom Waits, heavily pregnant with baby Yoda, being beaten to the ground by stormtroopers, wielding giant cocks like rubber billy clubs. Yeah, awesome, right? You're welcome, man. You're going to be my Sistine Chapel. And I don't mean you're going to have lines of old Catholic women paying money to stare at your bum, being fondled into existence by a cartoon depiction of God. I mean, you know, like a famous work of art, man. You know what I mean. And now it's time to check back in with the lovelorn residents of Porcupine Romance Island. <laughs> That's Cardinal crying. I heard the producers say they're uh, going to make out she's uh, upset about Pete the Porcupine going off with Claire last night, but it's not that at all. She was put in a jacuzzi yesterday with two porcupines and uh, the, the porcupines died. They're not supposed to be in, in water of that temperature. And they filmed her for like hours telling her to be laughing and be romantic and playing silly music and stuff. But she was basically sat in a, in, in a jacuzzi with dead, dead animals. It's not right. None of us are getting enough food. A lot of us want to get off the island, but, but they're guarding the boats. say something about Harry Potter. Warlocks are enemies of God. And I don't care what kind of hero they are. They're an enemy of God. And had it been in the Old Testament, Harry Potter would have been put to death. If you profess to be a follower of Jesus, I'm not interested in the scriptures you can recite or the prayers you can whine. Show me a working theology of empathy. Amen. Show me that you actually give a damn about people or shut up. Amen. Amen. It's actually pretty easy to do so. Support universal health care. 
raise the minimum wage. Take a fraction from the people with way too much and give it to the people who have nothing. Stand up against the machine and business of constant war. It's simple. Give me an amen. And the Smurfs can be the model. Oh, yes. If you look at the face of Papa Smurf, you'll see Stalin. It must have come as a shock, a pleasant shock, to this president that our norms and institutions would prove to be so weak. The independence of the Justice Department now mere legal tools at the president's disposal to investigate enemies or churn out helpful opinions not worth the paper they are written on. The FBI painted by a president as corrupt and disloyal. The intelligence community not to be trusted against the good counsel of Vladimir Putin. The press portrayed as enemies of the people. The daily attacks on the guardrails of our democracy so relentlessly assailed have made us numb and blind to the consequences. Does none of that matter anymore if he's the president of our party? I hope and pray one for the history books. I hope you caught like this the from the floor of the Senate cover-up. If not, I'll put a link the to them in the transcript of this show on my webpage. If we did, we would impeach him and Democrats would lead the way. But I suppose you never know just how difficult that is until you are confronted with it. But you, my friends, are confronted with it. You are confronted with that difficulty now, and you must not shrink from it. History will not be kind to Donald Trump. I think we all know that. Not because it will be written by never-Trumpers, but because whenever we have departed from the values of our nation, we have come to regret it. And that regret is written all over the pages of our history. If you find that the House has proved its case, and still vote to acquit, your name will be tied to his with a cord of steel and for all of history. But Schiff's speech, man, you got to listen to it. Awesome. One for the ages. Like I say, link in the transcript when it's up. And uh, the transcript can also be delivered to your inbox as soon as it gets published if you click on the link on the transcript page and sign up for the newsletter. Totally free. So next week, I think I'm going to review some podcasts dealing with the whole Iowa fiasco uh, that kicked off <laughs> uh, just as the show trial was wrapping up. It's going to be a lot of fun. I promise I'm going to make it a lot of fun um, because I've got so much to work with. There's uh, lots of podcasts with takes on what's going on. And there's lots of stuff like this from Joe Biden going down. In participation. So how do you explain the performance in Iowa? And why should the voters believe that you can win the national election? Iowa's a Democratic caucus. There been no caucus? No, you haven't. You're a lion dog-faced pony soldier. You said you were. But you're, now you got to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, that's really Biden calling a nice young woman a lying dog-faced pony soldier. Whatever that even means. You're a lion dog-faced pony soldier. You said you were. You? So, yeah, we've got a, a great podcast, like Dear Joan and Jerrica, 
which highlights certain women's complicity in upholding the patriarchy, kind of like Stockholm Syndrome, hostages. Uh, but it's still really all about the men, what they say and how they get away with belittling women in a myriad of ways, some subtle and uh, and some not so much. You're a lion dog-faced pony soldier. You said you were, but you're... So that's a wrap. If you like the show, please spread the word, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use, and leave me a review. And if you really want to help, click the link in the show notes and you can buy me a coffee. Andy's Podcast, a podcasting podcast, is sponsored by the American Shoe Council. Over 30,000 years of bipedal history. Shoes, how else are you going to protect your feet? Some kind of wax slipper coating made of reconstituted baby bell skins? I don't think so. The jazz is provided by the amazing Mario Rons in Brazil. I don't know who's providing your jazz, but I think you should switch to these cats. Have a great week. Bye-bye.